Welcome to Click Connect. I'm your host, Craig Sullivan. And today, it's our last show of the season. We're wrapping up season seven. And we've got two industry leaders for you. I can't wait to have them on the show. They're joining us for the first time. But before we bring them in, I would like to thank our production partners, our good friend over Red Roof Franchising. Call Matt Hastedler over there. He'd love to talk to you. You know, they're a great alternative. They've got an extended stay. They've got their soft brand. They've got their select service brands. Love to talk to you and let them know that producer Danny and I sent you. Also, we've got our good friends at Chicago Title National Commercial Services Group, California. And they launched a hotel practice, as I've been preaching to everybody. Every deal is critical, more so now than at any other time recently. So you need to get your deals closed on time. You've got to hit those milestones during the escrow and close. You've got three points of contact over there, and they can help you on a national basis. You've got Stephanie Zapolak, you've got Ryan Huntsman, and you've got Stephen South. Please give them a call and let them know that producer Danny and I sent you over there. With that, let's get into the last episode of Season 7. I am very, very happy to have... Doris Hager and Patrick Kruger from Hager Design International Inc. join the show today. Doris and Patrick, welcome. How are you? Welcome. Thank you, Craig. That's quite an introduction. We're great. Thank you. Well, we might have some fun with that part of it at least. So, <laughs> Doris, let's start off with you. Would you tell the audience about yourself and Hager Design International, please? Well, I'm Doris Hager. I started the company Hager Design over 30 years ago. Uh, I, we are a Canadian firm at the moment, but we have a lot of work in the U.S. Uh, we work all across North America, and our talent is also spread throughout North America. Patrick is based out of Seattle, and uh, we are focused mostly on the hospitality industry. We also, uh, besides hotels, restaurants, we also work in the senior living arena and uh, have been dabbling in the multifamily area. So we work with brands, we work with independent developers, uh, we work on prototype, we work on independent hotels, we've worked on casinos as well. And um, we're, we love the industry, we love the hospitality industry. I love it. Patrick, what's your role at Hager? And please let the audience know about your background. Sure, thanks Craig for the introduction. Uh, I've been with the Hager now for six months. I spent, uh, I've been in hospitality for almost 30 years at this point, and I've spent a, about half of it on the boards, uh, designing four and five star destination projects around the world. And then the latter half uh, kind of strategic leadership uh, for growing business with various clients. And right now my role with Doris is to help uh, have a greater presence in uh, North America, but specifically in the U.S. for our hospitality market. Love it. Now, full disclosure, I've known Doris for a number of years, and we've done projects together in a past life when I was working for a couple of other companies. So they are a wonderful design team, and you should definitely give them a call. So let's start out with trends, hotel trends, design. What are you seeing in full service and select service hotels that uh, excites you that you see something new? It's coming into the market. 
Well, there's uh, there's always something new coming on the market. Uh, there's uh, you know it's quite trendy these days to to design something hip and young for the millennials. And uh, but you have to be careful on the super trendy parts if you want it to be a longer term hotel or a longer renovation, or you want to be uh, not doing major renovations uh, right away. So if you want something that's a little bit more classic, then you can have those classic architectural elements and then have those soft goods that can be replaced. So we're seeing a lot of trends right now in the 80s, uh, now moving more into the 90s look, kind of retro. Uh, still see some hip stuff, uh, see some very experimental designs, um, but we always feel that if we hit the mark and have some classic elements, some classic architectural details, whether they're arches or um, just the, a better flow to the space, then those soft goods can be replaced and not cost as much to the developer. Very nice. Patrick, same question. Yeah, thanks. You know, Doris and I had a, a conversation about this uh, earlier and perhaps a, a have had an ongoing conversation. I always, I always think it's interesting that people say, you know, what's trendy, and and the question that immediately comes to my mind is, you know, if it's trendy, is it really what we want to be doing? Because it's here today, gone tomorrow, and and how does that affect the hotel owner? Um, how does it affect the cost of rehabilitating a property or repositioning it? Does it date a property? And I, you know, digging back to when you know the design side is, I think it's really important to have a. Uh, you know, the question be, what's, what really should we be doing in uh, relative to the current state of hotels? Uh, should we be designing stuff that's timeless? Um, should we be designing stuff that is going to be relevant, uh, that speaks back to hospitality? I think a lot of stuff that we quote unquote see as trendy gets away from the foundational, uh, you know, meaning of hospitality engaging with people, uh, having a conversation, greeting them, a warmth of it, right? Sure, the technology is great, but and, and we could talk about the trends in technology and all that, but it feels like we get away from what hospitality really wants to be, right? And we could simplify it, and I think a lot of times deliver a better product for lower cost for the life cycle of that project. I agree with you. And, you know, you both mentioned timeless and flow. I, both of those come to mind. I mean, every time I've been involved with my partners or with a client and we're getting ready to reposition a hotel, it, it's my, my love of that part of the process is to talk to the designers and, hey, I've got a, you know, California coastal hotel. I've got 12 acres. I've got X amount of buildings and I've got some bungalows. We've got this and that. I want to play to that vibe in that particular area. And I always like to pay honor to the past, but I also want it to, you know, I want that design to last more than a couple, three years. Because, I, you know, you, you know, if you're getting real trendy, it's it's done, it's over with. <clears throat> and, and, and by the way, you know, if it's a trend, how do you differentiate your property from somebody else's? I mean, yeah. we see this all the time. We see all the brands. We see all this. Yeah. And you go from hotel to hotel. And I mean, let's be honest. You could, if you didn't know whose name was on it, you'd have a tough time distinguishing a lot of product, right? It yeah. all kind of is the same, right? And it's a little bit of facade work. It's not 
it's not substantive enough, right? Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying all of it is, but I, I like to challenge our, our, you know, our team and, and, uh, and the industry really to say, let's get back to substantive design and it doesn't have to be expensive. It just has to be well done. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So let's talk about flow for a second. You know, you're seeing a 1970s, 80s box that's being, you know, completely redone, rebranded, you know, whether it's moving from Marriott to Hilton or Hyatt or something else. How do you take that box and make it flow better? That's a challenge. You can't move the elevators to that point. And right. your port crochet is pretty much where it is. You can enhance the look of the port crochet, modernize it more. Uh, you, we can take a look on the interior of, is the restaurant in the right place? Is it movable? We're looking at something like that right now for a, a renovation of a Hilton hotel, because you're naming brands. And the restaurant where it's located just doesn't invite people in. You know, that's always the problem with restaurants within a hotel. How can you make it look like it's separate, that's not part of the hotel, you can have an outside interest. So we do look at that, short of blowing out walls and, and um, certainly not blowing out elevators. Um, and sometimes you're stuck with it and we can't do anything about it. But uh, with new builds, we definitely like being involved early because then we improve the flow. We had a hotel where the elevator was clear across from the pool, so uh, people would walk in their wet bathing suits through the lobby to the elevator. You've seen that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we had the opportunity to look at the stack and say, well, can we suggest that you move the elevator over here? We made a better bar experience, we made a better lobby experience, and the guests out of the pool right into the elevator, not through the lobby. So that's ideal if we can be involved early because the interior is about the interior experience, but it has to flow with the architecture. And sometimes the architecture um, doesn't consider necessarily the interior end user like we do. Exactly. I, well, I think if you're if you have fixed points in a structure, I think also the agility of the team to create points of interest within that that become wayfinding icons, right? Uh, because what your mind is looking for is logic and a way to progress through a space and a memory of that space clearly if, if it's not your home or you know you're visiting so to create that ease and that simplicity i think is a welcoming thing subconsciously so and and those are not expensive things to do they just you need to think just think through them absolutely and you know i done two hotels where we did move everything on the ground floor except for the elevators we moved the restrooms we moved the kitchen we moved the restaurant and I got to tell you, I never saw such a fire drill in my life. It was it was not a lot of fun. But no. the end result was it you did get a better flow. You did have a better arrival for the guests when they got there. And, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it's it's our guests. We want to take care of them. We want them not to have buyer's remorse from the moment they get out of their car till the moment they check out. Um, and I think that's where you guys are critically important, uh, whether it is a repositioning of a hotel asset and certainly a ground up. Let's let's look at this. We've got a big box here. How, how can we make this warm and welcoming to to the guests and functional, you know, certainly for the on-site team? So 
Construction pipelines. Let's talk about that. What are you guys seeing and hearing out there on ground up construction? I know financing has gotten a little tighter uh, to be kind. We've had uh, a recent bump in the interest rates. Uh, so what what are you finding? You know, how's that impacting you guys? And what are you seeing out there from your clients? Patrick, you want to answer that? I was going to have you answer it. That's <laughs> <laughs> in the back fast. <laughs> Ladies well, first. <laughs> oh, great. Um, we, see, we see a lot of renovations right now. A lot of, um, we're having a lot of uh, pips coming our way. Um, mostly renovations at the moment. Um, having said that, there is new construction happening. Uh, things that have been planned for a while. Uh, that have been in the works, that have got their approvals uh, from whether it's the brand or actually the city in order to do the development. But mostly right now, we're having a lot of um, renovations happening. And that was predicted, and that's it's, yeah. it's what's coming through right now. But again, having said that, there are uh, new builds. There's a lot of new builds of more the prototype, the more um, three-star brands. Uh, they seem to work. Those deals seem to work. They seem to have a lot of investors or private investors that want to fund those. But uh, really big, big projects, unless they've been in the works, we haven't seen anything brand new just yet. Patrick? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, I think um, in full transparency, you know, we our sweet spot has been the, the, the middle sector. So we're our activity, we're seeing it there, right? We're seeing a lot of PIP and Compound, you know, compounded by COVID and, and coming out of that and the need to, to renovate a lot of the properties that were potentially on hold. And so there's a lot of activity. I think we've all kind of been to our share of conferences and heard that same thing. The larger projects are not as frequent and, uh, you know, they're out there, but um, I, I wouldn't say that I've sensed a, a, a slowdown or, or, or paralysis like we've seen in the past. Um, I, I think it's just uh, more cautious, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic and a lot of the um, a lot of the big groups you know a lot of chatter about acquiring and moving properties so that, that I think we're going to be okay yeah I, yeah, I, yeah I haven't heard anything about oh we're doing dead stop or anything like that you know like no I think you're fine I think we're plowing along there's you know people when they want to do a deal they'll do a deal well exactly you've had a lot of trophy assets change hands recently you've got our friends uh, at Stonehill, I know they, they've done some construction loans recently and they were able to finance 75% loan to cost. And they can also bring in a PACE loan uh, to help fill some of that gap. So there's ways. And, you know, I, I think that's the thing you got to look at. Let's get the property entitled, you know, or, you know, if, if you're doing an adaptive reuse or if you're going to go ground up, those type of things. There's uh, certainly a demand for product, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, with the pips being as strong and frequent as they are right now for a lot of different reasons, I mean, COVID-19 put a hold to some of that, financial uh, woes because of, you know, COVID also stopped that for a while. All the brands are full tilt back into getting the pips done. How are you seeing that? How you're interacting with all the brands every day on these pips. How is it getting through the process now with the brands to get 
you know, your designs approved and, and to get that work started? Uh, it's, it's much better because they're all back to work or they've rehired. Uh, there's new people. And um, matter of fact, we're going to go meet a brand next week to try to uh, fast track a project through in a very organized manner. Uh, but they're, they take, their, you know, they have their certain timelines that they need to review the projects and they have certain milestones that you have to present materials and, and designs and so it's 30, 60, 90% in some brands. Uh, some brands take 30 days to get back to you. Other brands take two weeks to get back to you. Um, not so much. Most of the time we account on 30 days for them to get back. But we figured that if we bring, uh, the, and the client is knowledgeable about the hotel and has a good experience with hotels, there's a great project manager and us as designers and a purchasing agent and the client. If we can meet ahead of time, then we're fast tracking a project right now that we're going to uh, the brand with next week, all of us. We're gonna look to see what the brand will accept for uh, its a renovation um which prototype components we can um, agree upon which ones will be custom and then they'll start ordering so to uh, circumnavigate that um, supply chain issue that we've been having and then we finish uh, continue with the design we've done the preliminary design uh meaning space planning and stuff right. but we've not finished drawings so we're trying to speed that through still going through the regular channels with the brand but as a team, you got the purchasing agent online, you got the project manager in line and the right. client, we all agree and off we go. And I think that's a fast way, fast track project we can do. But often we, um, the developer feels that they sh should be able to push the brands to fast track. And there's a process. And sometimes it's difficult to try to speed that up. There you go. Another way. So let's talk about supply and manufacturing delays. Is that eased up? Are you pushing out your timelines now? What's 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 the new norm with that, guys? We still are pushing the timelines out, but with the example I just gave you about going to the brand to try to push some of that forward to get some of the lead items ordered early, yeah. speeds it up. But you still, model room used to be three, maybe four months from the time that you order it to where it's installed and ready to go, you're still six to eight months right now for something like that. And clients don't want to hear that, but um, it's better. It's much better than it was, but nobody stocks uh, stock anymore. You have to order it. Uh, we have a situation where a client, uh, even the brand said, get it, uh, get it in stock uh, quick ship. Well, who's got a hundred units of something in stock? Hardly anybody. I don't know if anybody has a hundred units in stock or something. So you have to allow for it to be manufactured. Well, and I, I mean, I, th I think there's always, you know, in anything you do, there's always challenges, right? And, and this is the challenge du jour, right? It's uh, supply chain. And, and I think sometimes it's also an excuse, right? Like, I think you have to be creative, like you, like Doris was saying, like you, you have to sit down and acknowledge where the challenge is and figure out a solution. Like, how do we solve for that? Do we manufacture it in the States? Do we manufacture it off seas? Can we afford to, does the, the does the delay um, 
cost us more than building, you know, having manufactured in the States, perhaps, right? Where's that analysis? Um, and, and sit down right away. And before pen hits the paper, it's like identify where the challenge is, right? And solve for that. Um, because it's going to be something else next cycle, right? And, and that's where I think good partners help, uh, you know, that's what differentiates a good team, right? It's not just the interior designer, it's the purchasing agent, it's the architect, it's the owner, it's the operator. It's everybody sitting down and say, here's a challenge, how do we solve it, right? Exactly. I think, you you know, it's definitely that team concept and everybody's got to be on the same page. Right. So, now, are there openings for getting more manufacturing done in the United States? Is Mexico viable? Is Canada viable? Um, I know we've been heavily dependent on China for, you know, a lot of the materials that are going into the room and the hotel itself now are, and, and is that spreading out now? It's not so much, you know, everybody's going, okay, well, we're going into Q3. We need to get in the, you know, we need to get in line for everything coming out of China because we know that they're going to be closed for Lunar New Year, blah, blah, blah. There's always those little idiosyncrasies that, you know, can disrupt things. So are, are, are you finding that you're ordering from more locations, whether it's the U.S., whether it's Canada, where it's Mexico, or even India? Well, we just there, opened Go ahead. Sorry, there, uh, they are uh, diversifying to different locations, not just China. Vietnam is a good source. Mexico is a good source. Canada also, U.S. also, uh, as Patrick was saying, it just depends on the cost factor. North American produced goods uh, typically are more expensive because labor is more expensive. Well, uh, we just opened that project in, in uh, the Southwest, and a lot of the casework was built in the U.S., and uh, it allowed us, you know, it, it was a factor in the schedule of the project. And I think it'd be a great analysis to go back and say, okay, so how did that play out? You know, what was the delta in cost there relative to time and change orders and quality? Frankly, the quality was outstanding. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Nice. Uh, and, and it was, you know, built right here in the state. So there's a real opportunity there. Love it. So, guys, what... How does Hager Design enhance the hotel project? What are you guys bringing to the table that you're going to get that big wow factor from not only the owner, but the management company, the brand, the lender? What do you, what's part of your secret sauce? Well, we have a trademark process called Image Partner, and it's a very unique project uh, process that we get all the decision makers involved right at the beginning. And we find out what's important to them, what's our market, are they 30-year holders, are they five-year holders, are they flippers, whatever, right? Yeah. It's a it's a different philosophy. A 30-year older wants things to last 30 plus years. A um, turnover flipper, whatever you want to call it, is interested in positioning that property appropriately and then getting out. That's their philosophy. Right. So right. we we have to take that in consideration plus the local market. So by doing that process super early, we target right away. I mean, we we thought one time we were doing a restaurant. We said, oh, my goodness, it's got to cater to everybody. It's got to be super trendy. And it's attached to a hotel. And, and, and what we learned was, no, it's to cater to the hotel people. So a completely different approach. Uh, right. So we learned that early. 
And then we get into more what we call musings, or Patrick calls charrettes, and how you really analyze it and, and so forth. And I'll let you talk about that, um, Patrick, a bit. You want me to talk about charrettes? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think the charrettes are a phenomenal process. I mean, because I, I, I think the one is it gives you an opportunity to level set with the team, uh, document what the expectations are, are going to be. And uh, I, th I think it's really important that you do it in person. I, I mean, I think there's nothing substitutes in person other than uh, these lovely podcasts. But um, I, I think I want to go back to your original question, what differentiates us and what, what's the special sauce? And maybe sometimes I'm a little too pragmatic, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Uh, I've been there six months, and here's what I see. You know, we have a firm that operates really in, uh, specializes in two markets, senior living and hospitality. We have incredible tenure at the firm, and uh, we have very good subject matter experts leading each of those practices. And, and what that does is those folks are showing up for the interviews, those folks are delivering the projects, and those folks are answering the phone calls. So it reduces changes, it reduces errors, and it delivers at a very high level uh, with incredible customer service. And what I've said to the team in the past is, look, and, and I think it'd be hard to disagree with this by any of us is, you know, th there's a lot of phenomenal designers around the world. There, we, we have great company, innovative people, wonderful people. And um, we all draw beautifully and we, and we design beautiful places. But, you know, what distinguishes us and needs to distinguish us is the level of service we provide to our clients. Listen to our clients, acknowledge their needs, try to deliver on that and better their projects. And I think we do a phenomenal job of that and um, we you know extensive references from both the technical and delivery side on that so i think that's the one um thing that sticks out always in my mind that differentiates us you know a portfolio you can look at a lot of portfolios and they can be gorgeous but what really makes that person different right and you know they picked up the phone and they helped me out seven days a week 24 hours a day if i've got a client that is stressed out over the weekend, I'd rather you call me and share that. I want to troubleshoot it with you because you're going to be happier about right. it than you hired me, right? I don't want you stewing on it until Monday. I mean, that, and we're a small firm, right? We're not a thousand people. Uh, so we, we bring that value to, and, uh, you know, we, we believe in it and everybody says it, we're building relationships, but we can only deliver that beautiful product until, after we have your trust of a good relationship. And, uh, and most of our clients are long-term clients. We have relationships that go over 15 years uh, yeah. because we deliver. And, and internally, their people may change, but we understand the company. We, we deliver on their deadlines, and we, we partner with them basically on their projects. Today. You're a trusted partner. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, Craig, and Craig, I don't want that to sound like it's a, a self-service. You know, it sounds like a pitch about the firm or anything. I, I truly believe that. I mean, I think it's foundational to any relationship. We could be talking right. about anything right now, right? We talk about friendship, you know, your neighbors. Uh, you got to stay connected, and you got to pick up, you know, you got to pick up the phone and show up and be there yeah. in person. You know, yeah. break some bread with somebody, have a glass of wine, right? Yep, I agree. I mean, that's that was always, you know, the hallmark in my career is, is you know, it's you've got to be engaged, you've got to help, you've got to prove your value every time and you cannot rest on your laurels and if if you start thinking that hey i don't have to make that phone call just to say hi yeah it's time to move on it's uh right. 
<laughs> yeah, you're in the wrong line of business at that point in time. So last question, what do you guys think is going to be ahead of us in the rest of 2023? Okay, um, I'll go. I think 2023 will be better than 2022, uh, much better. Uh, yes, there's uh, some pessimism out there in the financial world, but I think there's a lot of optimism because in the hospitality industry, the numbers are back, the rooms are full, uh, their ADRs up, all, all those things are really, really good. Um, it's just be a, a little bit different. So I think 23 will be a very good year. I think 24 will be even, an even better year. Nice. Patrick? You know, I, I, I tend to always be cautious and some people say the glass half empty, but it is what it is. Uh, I think it's just going to be more normal uh, activity with, with uh, some growth versus, you know, we, we we tend to look back at where we were and there was just kind of this explosive growth in the economy and uh, we were doing well. So I, I think it's, I think it's kind of a leveling out and a cruising altitude for a while. Uh, and then I think the election uh, in the, uh, will determine what happens for good. Great answers. Okay, guys, you ready to play our lightning round? Sure. <laughs> All right. Producer Danny's going to put two minutes on the clock. We're going to go Doris Patrick in that order. And we're starting now. Design. Hager. <laughs> Patrick. That's your uh, design. Uh, listening. Conferences. Lots. Networking. Repositioning of hotels. Active, exciting. Adaptive reuse. Favorite market to work in? Mm, four star and up. Five star. <laughs> Favorite airport? Oh, Minneapolis. Why? Because it's a really nice airport. It's an awful answer. It's, it's freezing. No, it was great. Burbank. <laughs> There you go. Barefoot. Oh, can I take that back? Can I what? take that back? Palm Springs. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Barefoot people on an airplane. Yuck. Yeah, disgusting. Aisle or window? Aisle. Window. Junk fees. What? Junk fees. You know, like the urban destination charge. Key replacement charge, junk fees. Oh, oh uh, a nickel and diming. Yeah. Why? All right. Tequila or whiskey? Oh, tequila. Vodka. <laughs> Favorite Sorry. hotel or resort? Cavasan Hotel, because we just finished it. Uh, it's no longer there, but absolutely loved it. Calistoga Ranch. There you go. Hey, you did have 10 seconds left. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, joining us today. So last question, then we'll get into your shameless plugs. Leadership. What do you want the hotel community to know about Hager Design International? One, uh, we, sorry, go ahead. One thing. 
Uh, we, uh, wow, that's a good question. Leadership. One thing we want the hotel industry to know about us. We are uh, leaders in our area. We've uh, eight years in a row, we've been nominated top design firm in uh, Vancouver by NEWH. We are um, been around for 30 plus years, so we're definitely leaders in, in that regard. We know the hospitality inside and out, whether it's a QSR or a hotel and even senior living. We know all the ins and outs of that. Um, and we lead our clients to greater designs than they could ever think of themselves. Nice. Like that answer. Patrick? Uh, I'll keep it short. Responsive uh, and uh, thoughtful leaders. Wonderful. Great job. You guys got an open invitation to rejoin the conversation anytime you want. Doris, <laughs> how can everybody get a hold of you? Um, they can email us. Uh, the, the, probably the best way to do it would be at info at Hager Inc., just because I'm not sure who to direct it to. And um, they can also call the office. My extension number is 222 at any time. Or reach out to Patrick, because he'll be at the conferences mostly with our industry leaders, as he calls it. Zandro is uh, in charge of our hotel division, and they tend to go to the conferences together. So at any time, uh, they can reach out. And Patrick, do you want to give your info? Sure. Uh, as Doris said, uh, info is great, and uh, email for me is the best. Uh, Doris knows I'm very good at answering my emails. <laughs> Patrick at HagerInc.com. You're a better texter. Why don't you give your phone number so they can text you? <laughs> uh, let's keep it to my email for right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you both for being a part of Click Connect and joining the conversation. It means the world to me. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Appreciate it. So nice to see you, Craig. Thank you. Take care. You too. Hey, that's it. It's a wrap on season seven. I couldn't ask for two better guests than Doris and Patrick. You know, this is just, just a delightful show. It's great to see friends and talk to them about hospitality. And Producer Danny's going to join me right now, and we're going to say thank you for the great season. Come on in, Danny. You're throwing there. me for a loop, Craig. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah well, 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 we'll take care of the other one later. But, hey, Danny, thank you for everything you've done this season. This has just been wonderful. Thank you. Your direction, your post-production skills, everything you make the show run. Thank you very, very much. Oh, of course. I enjoy doing I enjoy doing this with you, Craig. That's wonderful. I enjoy you and our guests. I mean, we're having a great time. The season seven just blew by. So Danny, I think I better thank our production partners and I think Probably. we better wrap this up. And Do we'll it. go from there. Thanks. Thank you to our production partners once again. Red Roof Franchising, call our buddy Matt Haustedler over there. He'll be glad to help you. Let him know that producer Danny and I sent you. Also, our friends at Chicago Title National Commercial Services Group, California. They've got a specific hotel practice to help you with your acquisition, your development, your refinances. You know, they're there for you. So give uh, Ryan Huntsman, Stephen Samp. Stephanie Zapalak a call over there. They'll be glad to hear from you and let them know that we sent you. Last but not least, March 1st and 2nd, California Lodging Investment Conference, our sixth annual conference. Cannot wait. 
we are like 21 days away at filming this episode. So uh, it's going to be a great show. We've got nine brands. We've got lenders. We've got owner operators, management companies, third-party professionals. Everybody you need for a deal is at this conference. So thank you all very much. Register at cliconference.com. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with Season 8 soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.